I want you to turn to Matthew chapter two. I'm gonna read one verse that Garrett read on Wednesday night and then look at some others. Uh, I started last Sunday morning on the controversy of Christmas and today I'm gonna to look at some controversial things that I'm approached with every single Christmas. Uh, I constantly get letters, uh, texts, emails, calls, uh, some from people wanting the answer and some from people that just want to argue. And uh, can I give you just a tiny piece of advice? Don't waste your time arguing with somebody that doesn't want to learn something. Now, it doesn't mean that we're right. We can learn from each other. But some people are just confrontational and uh, they spend their time doing that. That's free. And, uh, but I love Christmas. You'd be amazed how many people even in our church don't care for Christmas. And uh, some of the reasons I'm gonna give to you today, and, uh, and I've even had some people say, I'm not coming back anymore because of the way you all do Christmas, but they're still right here. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, realize, I realize we can lose the meaning of everything. I don't know how it is in your home. Uh, Candy and I, we're looking forward to the traditional Christmas at the Evans household. We have an all-American Christmas. We have a tree from Canada. We have ornaments from Hong Kong. We have lights from Japan, a tree topper from Indonesia, and the idea came from Bethlehem. So it's the original American Christmas that we're having. But uh, we do, we do uh, sympathize with people that have questions surrounding it. I don't know how many questions I'll get to cover today, but I'll do the best to cover some that I'm approached with probably more frequently than others and things that you'll deal with at school, in the workplace, in society, probably some of the most frequent controversies that you'll face concerning Christmas. Look in chapter two of Matthew and verse 11. And when they were come into the house, referring to the wise men, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Wow. What kind of a devil would get into a man that he would want to kill a young child? Feel that threatened by a baby. But he sought to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Herod, got angry over Christmas. And you know, there's still a lot of people that have a tendency to get upset 
when you start talking about Christmas. Years ago, it's been many years ago, uh, a few days ago, I was going through some of my uh, news clippings and different articles that I'd cut out. Many years ago, I had cut out uh, a article from the Jerusalem Post carried it at that time. And the headline said, Bethlehem cancels Christmas festivities. And according to that article, the quote inside said, the Palestinian town where Jesus was born has canceled its traditional joyous Christmas celebrations in solidarity with the year-long revolt against Israeli occupation. We don't see any reason to celebrate Christmas. Deputy Hanah Nassar said Monday, we have to show concern for our dead and for our detainees. So they decided they're going to cancel Christmas. But then I find a lot of people that really, they would like to do away with it too. So they have to have a reason. You know, there, there has to be something in their mind to give them this reason. And of all things, I don't, and I'm not being hard about this, but I don't understand why Christians are so controversial about this day that we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a day, the greatest day that the world has ever experienced with the coming of Christ when God was made flesh and dwelt among us. There has never been a greater hope for humanity given than the day that Jesus was born. So they come up with all of these. And I'm gonna give you just a few of the things that I'm confronted with. Number one, people say to me, why the Bible doesn't command for us to observe the birth of Christ. It's not a commandment in the Bible. And of course, they're right. It doesn't say thou shalt have Christmas. It's not in the Bible. And uh, it's just, it's not there. I realize that, but can I emphasize this? The Bible also doesn't forbid it. So it doesn't command it, but it also doesn't condemn it or forbid it. So if anyone ever wants to try to condemn you for having Christmas, you tell them to show you the verse in the Bible where they can't have, where you can't have Christmas. You go ahead and have Christmas and celebrate. And the Bible is distinct about one thing. In Colossians 2.16, the Bible says plainly, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of Sabbath days. You know what he's saying? Don't judge people because they celebrate Christmas. But there's some people that think they get to a higher spiritual plane if they can prove that everything you're doing this next week is wrong. They feel like they're more knowledgeable than you. They have more intellect of history and the Bible and they feel good about themselves. But the truth of the matter is, don't judge me in regard to days because if you don't want to celebrate it, I'm fine with that. Sit around and have a pity party. I'm fine with that. But I'm telling you, we're going to have a hallelujah time over the next week to think that God sent his son wrapped in human flesh to save the world from their sin. 
The Bible says in Romans 14, verse five, one man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord. For he, he giveth thanks, God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, eateth not and giveth God thanks. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying one man regards one day others doesn't, God's not going to chastise us or punish us for having Christmas. The other thing that I hear quite frequently is well, the date of Jesus' birth could not have been December the 25th. I hear that a lot and you do too. They set out to try to go back to historical records, try to prove that I've seen it all, you've seen it all. He probably was born in March or April and they go back through time and talk about the feast and all of the feasts that are there and they try to prove it and there's a possibility it very well might not have been December 25th. By all probabilities, it probably wasn't. But can I remind you of this? We are not celebrating the day. We are celebrating the event of the day. And if the date was significant, I went into great details in the book of Esther to make sure that the date was marked. The date of festivity was marked. The date of the feast in the Old Testament, they were marked. But when it came to the birth of Jesus, he simply says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. This day, no date. because it is not the day, it is the fact that we can come together collectively and say we acknowledge the fact there was a this day that Jesus came from heaven to come into this world and be born a lowly birth to live among mankind that we could have the hope of everlasting life this day. And also let me remind you of this, President's Day you have two presidents involved on President's Day, President Washington and President Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln was born on the 12th of February and Washington was born on the 22nd of February. President's Day is the third Monday of February and a lot of times that day doesn't fall on either one of them's birth date but you still take the day off if you work in a government agency or at a bank or for the mail. They're celebrating the event. And that's what we're doing. I don't know if it was December the 25th or not, but thank God I know one thing, he came. That's the important thing, he was born. And then not only that, but we know that others will say, well, it was impossible for Jesus to have been born in the winter since the shepherds were, in the, were not in the fields at that time of the year. And that wasn't the time of raising the temple sheep. I hear that a lot. But that's very speculative on your part because there are sheep in Bethlehem this time of year, even to this day. I know there's some here in the church that were with me on one of the trips that we had taken uh, to the fields of Bethlehem. When you go into the fields of Bethlehem, they're really, they're like caves. 
and you'll go into those caves and during that time they'll, they'll let you know that probably that was more of the natural setting of where Christ was born. It was probably born in one of those shepherd's caves that were there throughout those fields. And we'll gather together with a group and we'll sing Christmas carols inside of the cave. It's just, it's just a beautiful scene. One day when I was there, the guide that we had that particular day, I couldn't help but notice how much that he was crying. He was just crying uncontrollably. And when I come out, I said, uh, I, I hope that uh, everything is all right. He said, I just can't, if I bring a group here and they sing Christmas carols, he said, I can't help but cry. He said, it was just, just a few years ago, said I had a group in this cave on, on Christmas Eve at midnight. It was just about to turn Christmas day. And he said it was cold and brisk. And he said, I stepped just outside of that cave and looked up at the stars as I do so often when I'm giving a, a tour on, on Christmas time. And he said, I looked up and then I heard the bleeding and I looked over and a ewe had just given birth to a lamb and said when the group came out, they saw this lamb that was born. And he said it was uncontrollable. We fell to our knees and lifted our hands toward the God of the heavens and started worshiping Jehovah God for the fact that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be born in such a manner, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Another objection you'll hear is why Christmas is a pagan holiday. It was set aside during the holiday that the Romans celebrated as they celebrated and they worshiped the God of Saturn. And they say, you can't have Christmas then because you know, it's a, it's a celebration to the sun God. Now let me tell you, I've, I've been around for a few years now and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but I don't know of anybody anywhere that I go that on December the 25th, will be worshiping Saturn. But I know who they're gonna worship all around the world. And you may worship Saturn, but I don't worship the sun God, I worship the sun of righteousness and the light of the world that has come. This is not a pagan holiday, it may have fallen on the same date as a pagan holiday, but that doesn't mean that it's the same day. And you know, that's the number one thing. You're a heathen because you are worshiping on Christmas day and that was a pagan holiday and they refused to even use the word Christmas. But you know what? If you ask them the days of the week, you all know the days of the week, don't you? Tell them to me, Sunday? Sunday and Monday was named by the same group of people at the same time in your calendar for the sun and for the moon. The other five days were named after gods that they worshiped. So you won't say Christmas and you won't acknowledge Christmas, but you'll make a dentist appointment on Wednesday? <laughs> and you'll go to the bank on Thursday? And you'll go to Walmart on Friday? You have no problem saying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, you have no problem saying that, but suddenly Christmas is a problem? Oh, I get it, you're worshiping the five gods and the sun and the moon on all the other days, that's why you're saying those days, aren't you? 
Now, I would venture to say there wasn't a one of you in here that even thought of a false god when you said the days of the week. That never even crossed your mind. It's just an historical name that's given for that time of year, but you're not thinking about worshiping a false god because you say that name. You know, just because I use the word Hindu doesn't mean I'm a Hindu. If I use the word Muslim, it doesn't mean that I'm Islamic. Just because you say a particular name doesn't mean that it's, a, it's associated with that or that you agree with that or believe that. Even so it is with Christmas. Christmas is about Christ. And while I'm on that same thing, the number one thing I hear is that you should not use Christians. Say you should never use the word Christmas because it comes from two words, Christ mass. And they've got a problem with the word mass because they think the word mass has to do with a religious ceremony. So really what you're doing is you're acknowledging a particular religion or particular doctrine that is not fundamental Christianity. But please, please check out the word mass. The word, the word mass comes from the word mesa in the Latin, mass. Mass means sent. Sent or to be sent. The reason that we have Christmas, Christ, mass, sent. Christ was sent. In the fullness of time, God sent his son. Christ was sent to us. I'm not thinking of a particular denomination, particular religion. I'm thinking of the fact when I say Christmas, thank you, Heavenly Father, for sending your son, Jesus, because without Christ, we would all be lost. God sent his son. Another thing you hear is that the wise men you should never make reference to the wise men because they were consumed with astrology. How many of you have heard that? And they get obsessed with the fact that they saw his star. They put the star above the Savior. And I hear this a lot. Well, you know, you need to find out the basis of some things. Astrology as a science, not as something that dictates your future or forecasts your future. That's not what they're referring to. They were actually educated individuals, great intellect, great historical knowledge, and great prophetic knowledge as well. Not that they were prophets, but they've been taught to interpret the prophecies. And yes, they did see his star. And yes, they did come. But it amazes me that people that get hung up on that, they never go to the next part that I read to you today. If they were not of God, and if it's just about the stars, if it's just about the stars, that's what they say. It's just about the stars. And then you fall into a whole realm of occultic belief that, uh, that you, start, you start letting the stars dictate your life. That's what they're leading to if you acknowledge that. But if that's true, then why don't they ever deal with the next part when it says that God came to them with a dream? and told them to go another way. Now, why did God come and tell them in a dream? Because they were appointed by God. They'd come by God. Don't, don't let that rob you of the fact 
that we, we can't reference these wise men for who they were. They were wise men and the reason they were wise men, we heard it Wednesday night, they came seeking the Savior and to worship the Savior. And when we start seeing Christmas as a time where we need to seek God and we need to worship God, then Christmas will have a different meaning to us. The other thing I hear is that the wise men gave gifts to Christ. They didn't give gifts to one another. Well, that's true. But God doesn't condemn us for giving gifts one to another. We just dealt with the, with the holiday out of, out of feast day, out of Esther, where they gave gifts to one another. It's not forbidden for you to give gifts to each other. In fact, the Bible says, for whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. That's what the Bible says in Mark 9, 41. Also Jesus, they quoted Jesus in the book of Acts, chapter 20 and verse 35. The Lord Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus is the one that taught that. And I don't care who you are, there is a great feeling that overcomes you when you, you appreciate every gift you get. But there's a great, great feeling of gratitude that overcomes you, not just for receiving gifts, but for giving gifts. Now, you don't have to give gifts. It doesn't make you a better Christian. It doesn't make you a better person. But I will say this, you feel better when you give. And we give to the Lord, but also we give to one another. There's things that you do that are little things that it may not mean a lot to other people, but to give that means everything. Uh, tomorrow I have a funeral three and a half hours away. Someone said, why would you take a funeral three and a half hours away on the week of Christmas? Because she contacted me and we started conversing through all of her sickness, months of sickness. And she called one day, they had told her she had less than two days to live, that's been a few months ago. She survived all the way until just the other day. And she called and she said, uh, I talked to her, I said, how you feeling? Feeling good, I'm doing well considering. She said, preacher, I know that heaven is near. And we had conversed back and forth different times and, and uh, I said, is there anything that I can do for you? And she said, yes, I want you to pray for me, pray for my family. And she started to cry and she said, there's something, but I'm embarrassed to ask. And I said, don't be embarrassed to ask. You can ask anything. If I can't do it, I'll be honest with you and tell you. And she said, if I could have anything in this world, and I know it's impossible for where you're at, I would love for you to come and preach my funeral. When her sister contacted me this week, I said, what day, what time? I'll be there. Now, some people don't understand that, but that's the least I can do to give to somebody that has prayed for me for years. Been there to help me. I can't do it all, all of the time, but you can do what you can. I have another funeral on Wednesday. I know it's a busy time. I know it's time that takes away from others, but if I can't give to others, it's always not in, in a gift that's wrapped. And if I can't always give to others, 
and I'm not willing to give to others, then how can I expect to have their respect in return? I can't expect it. They're not gonna respect you in return. It's the little things that you do. That's what matters the most. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Where shall it be given? Where's it coming from? The Lord said, from the bosom of men. The Lord repays us through others. So as we give, give your gifts in love. Don't give your gifts with, with animosity and, oh, I gotta give another gift. You're better off not to give it. Some people, they can't give. I understand that. They can't give money, but they can give notes. They can give calls. They can give visits. And if you're just stingy, God bless you. I'm praying for you at Christmas. <laughs> and may I remind you, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Another objection is the fact that Christmas has become too commercialized. Well, I realize anything that you have that's good, there's an abuse to it. There's always an abuse to anything that's good. I don't care what it is, but I don't think that you should do away with Christmas just because the department stores make a lot of money during that time of year. Don't do away with it. The commercialization doesn't have to rob the real meaning from you. Everything is abused. Corn is good. We've got a freezer full of corn, thanks to Ted and Marty. We've got a freezer full of corn. Corn is good. But the same corn we love to eat is abused, and distilleries make whiskey out of it. I thank God for medication. When I get sick, uh, and, and they'll prescribe medication to help me, I think, but the same prescribed medication can be abused and take your life from you. You know, all fires aren't bad. When it's cold outside, a fire feels great. But may I remind you, the same fire that keeps you warm in the winter is also set by individuals through arson to destroy buildings and houses. Anything can be abused. And the key to all of it is, you don't abuse Christmas, you use Christmas for God's glory. Another thing I'm trying to wrap up, I'm in neck deep, I know. I'm not gonna to get to Christmas trees, but I'd like to. Uh, another, thing, another thing that people tell me is, well, you don't wanna offend people with other religions. I'm not, a, I'm not doing this to offend anyone. Not at all. But I think it's strange. We're at a place today where every other religion gets a pass. You Islamic, take your Koran to work, to school. Nobody will say a word to you. Take your Bible and say something about Jesus and see what happens. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it offends me when you tell me I have no right that when I buy a gift, I can't look at somebody and say, Merry Christmas to you. You don't have to agree with me, but I don't have to crawl in a hole and act like it didn't happen. This is the greatest time of the year. What a time to tell the world about Jesus. Don't be ashamed to say Merry Christmas. Now if someone says to you, I'm not Christian, and that offends me, I'm not trying to start a fight with them. I'm just stating the fact 
They can't get it out of the calendar. They can't get it off that commercials and advertisement. They can't get it off the minds of people. This world this week is all about Christmas. And by the way, I have no problem saying I am too. I'm glad that I'm a born again Christian. Saved, saved by the blood of the same baby that became a man and died on Calvary's cross. Had there not been a Christmas there would not have been a death on the cross and a resurrection from the grave. Thank God for Christmas. The Bible is very explicit into why he came. Maybe, maybe I'll give you one more. Is that okay? I hear this a lot. There's no mention of Christmas carols in the Bible. And it brings too much attention to the holiday. Have you ever heard such a thing? How can you bring too much attention? It all started with the fact that they said, well, it doesn't say that the angels were singing. It says the angels were saying. I don't know, maybe they can't sing. But we can. And singing is a part of our worship. Tonight we'll have a musical presentation. And by the way, I don't care what your involvement is. If you're in this choir, you play an instrument in this church, ultimately what we do should be to praise the Lord. Should be about our worship. Everything should focus around. And how can you exalt Jesus too much? Sing your songs. Go ahead and sing them. It don't bother me. I'll let you sing them all you want. Sing your songs. Tell people what a savior we serve. Because at the name of that same baby Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You don't change that fact. I don't change that fact. His name is Jesus. So I say, let's have Christmas this week. Yeah.